Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to a special Tuesday episode of the Steelers preview. That's right, the Triumphant Trio is back, not on Thursday, because Thursday the Steelers play. It's Turkey Day here in the United States of America, Thanksgiving, so that's when they play Thursday night. Baltimore Ravens, Week 12. I didn't know if you guys knew they played the Ravens this week. I mean, Dave Schofield, it is Ravens hate week. How's it going, Dave? Sucking in that sweet smell of oh, right. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so used to doing that on Tuesday nights. I can't help it. It's uh, <laughs> you know. I, I guess I got to talk to you guys instead of my brother. So uh, it's going well. Things have been absolutely crazy. I mean, trying. You know, you think the Steelers are trying to get everything together? I mean, between the website and the podcasts, Jeff, we've been going crazy. Uh, it's been a lot. We'll just put it that way. And it's lots been a of lot. News and things <laughs> like that. And, Hall of Fame yeah. and color rush and roster moves and whew. it's been a lot. Brian Anthony Davis, a podcast producer. What's up, Brian? It's Ravens Hate Week. Get excited! I I love Thanksgiving week. It's one of my favorite weeks of the year. I love Ravens Week because it gets me. It just gets me all pumped up. And you know what? Everybody in the live chat they were talking about make. Wouldn't it be great if they started the show off with Renegade? Remember in the blog talk days we used to? So yeah. Aaron T, 13 Aaron T, this oh, is for you. Oh, mama, I'm in fear from my life, from the law, arm of the law. There you go. Even with the fingers and snaps. We actually used to do that on blog talk radio. Oh, Give me a hand signal or something. Oh, man. That, oh Dave, you love okay. it. All right, all right, we're good. <laughs> You know you love that stuff. <laughs> All right. So for those of you that are tuning in to hear some like hardcore football talk, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. But I want to start talking off, uh, start the conversation with a little bit of Thanksgiving talk. Okay. Thanksgiving holidays coming up on Thursday, whether you're spending it either just with your immediate family or whether you're traveling, that doesn't matter. It's just the holiday itself. First question, do you all like the Steelers playing on major holidays? Because we all remember this Christmas Day game. Uh, they played on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. I feel like back-to-back years, I remember those supposed to be the Watt Bowl down in Houston. That was Christmas Day. They were Christmas Day back-to-back years. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Right. Because I remember I was at my father's house. they never played on Christmas, and then they had two twice. Right. And then this is the third time that Mike Tomlin will have a team on Thanksgiving. They lost to Baltimore in, I think, 2013. That was an, uh, the Jacoby Jones stepping on the field on the return game. That and Emmanuel. correct? Yes. And Emmanuel yeah. Sanders dropping the two-point conversion, which would have tied the game. Um, but anyways – Guys, do you like this? Do you like having them on? I'll give you my opinion in a second. Brian, what do you think? I used to always check Thanksgiving, hoping that they were on. I, You know what? I kind of do. There's a part of me that just absolutely loves it. It disrupts things. But here's, here's the deal. I'd much rather it be on Thanksgiving than a random Thursday in October that really disrupts things. And it's always going to be on a Thursday. So you might as well do it on Thanksgiving weekend. It is almost like a little bit of an extra buy late in the season. And they definitely need it this time since they lost their buy. You know, when you're playing on Thursday, you've got a, a 10 game break now. Okay. Dave Schofield, do you like the holiday games? Brian said something that was very key there. If they're going to play on a Thursday, it might as well be the Thanksgiving one. I understand that because then, you know, you're not working the next day, most of us. Um, I mean, I'm not. Um, other than, you know, like kids don't have school, things like that. 
I like it to be in the night game rather than the afternoon games, although it is going to be anxious to wait that whole time. As Nap1963 says in the live chat, I have to agree with him there. He says, as a season ticket holder, I typically hate holiday home games. I don't want to go to a, I can't, I'm not going to a game on a holiday. That's for sure. Um, and as a fan, I enjoy it. But for someone that's doing this, yeah, it's working on a holiday. I hate it. I can't, I hate everything about it because with, with my family, you know, I talked about this on my, on my let's ride podcast. It's going to run Wednesday morning. Uh, I can, I can literally not tell you the last time I've watched a game with my dad or my, and my brother, all three of us together, we'll be together um, to watch this game on Thursday night. And it's (laughs) Thanksgiving's always the worst Thanksgiving night because you eat so much food. The trip to fan is going crazy and you're sluggish. My dad's falling asleep on the couch. My brother's over there just sipping on whiskey, not paying attention. And I'm there trying to really focus on the game because I want to, I want to, but also I have to, I have to. And I, the Christmas games really, I hated those because with young kids, you, you have to tell them like, Hey, I've, I've got to go be here for four hours. So you go play with your toys over there. I just hate that. I can't My stand kids it. Loved that. Well, <laughs> they were like, no, oh, yeah. man, you can watch the game. Just leave us alone. Let us play. For me though, I want to be the holidays to me. Like, the, like last year, sitting back and just enjoying the football games with family and not having to worry about the Steelers playing and, writing articles and doing post-game podcasts. People don't understand like what well, this is. It, it is a job. It is a job. And and it does takes away from the holiday a little bit, but the, I would rather them play at night than during the day, because at least now, you know, when we eat, it's a little bit earlier in the day. I have all that time to just sit and relax, but still just my thoughts. Let's get this uh super chat here. $20. Thank you very much from, Mrs. and Mr. Steelers, he said, hi, guys. It's such an exciting week. Thank you for shining a light on what brings us together when there's so much to divide us. Steeler Nation binds us above all. Let's beat the Wang Harbs. That's right. Yep. Deflate the Wang. Deflate the Wang. Heinz Field 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Deflate the Wang Tour. Okay, <laughs> now here, let's, let's talk about Thanksgiving a little bit. Guys, best part of the meal. What's your favorite part of the meal? Now, the meal is not dessert. We'll get to that in a second. The meal is just... Your first plate, what's your favorite part? Brian, we'll start with you. Stuffing balls. My Ooh. mom makes these, okay. these stuffing balls that are absolutely cr- incredible. I was never a gravy guy. I am, I know I'm gonna, we're gonna get some jokes, but this is a serious thing. I'm a breast guy. I like white meat <laughs> and I don't even eat anything else. I mean, I'll only eat, eat, yep. eat, the, uh, eat the part of the breast. So that is my favorite part. But you put a little bit of gravy on there. And my wife knows this because one year I freaked out at my mom's house because she did not have broccoli casserole. It's the Velveeta and the broccoli and the Ritz crackers on top. And not only that, she wasn't watching football. She had the dog show on. And everybody knows that Brian will freak out if the dog show's on and not the Detroit Lions. You know, Usually it's better action with the dog show. But... It's just NBC and uh, and Mr. Peterman from Seinfeld has ruined it for me because you just don't do that. You just don't put a dog show on to get viewers when you're going to have a game the other day and you don't do that to guys and or hardcore uh, fans, wh- whether you're a guy or a lady that just loves it, you know, don't put a dog show on. 
I had a brother-in-law. I mean, my not my wife's brother, but uh, way back when in my starter marriage, he was like, oh, yeah, the dog show's on. Woo! I'm like, oh, my gosh, kill me now. But so... <laughs> Really, I love my broccoli casserole. I love my uh, I love my turkey, and I love stuffing balls. So, but the stuffing balls trumps everything else. That's your top. Yeah, yeah, that's that's okay. the top. Broccoli casserole is okay. not far behind, but the stuffing right. balls are perfect. My wife, poor thing, she has to make two stuffings just to make me happy because she makes some weird, crazy thing with apples in it and like crap. Oh. And uh, uh, and I like. No, there's no raisins oh, in there. Because some people but put raisins. I just, I'm like, oh. <laughs> All right, Dave, yeah, let's go to you. Yeah. Brian's yeah. giving us the full rundown. Yeah, let's go I was going to say, good night, everyone. No, sorry. Um, that was his X factor for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're, you're going That's to what say, we're talking about. We're talking about on. the Thanksgiving meal X factor. And my answer <laughs> used to always be the stuffing because Thanksgiving was the one meal that my dad would would he would do the turkey and the stuffing? So we always called it my dad's stuffing. Um, that doesn't matter if it's my, my me or my brother. Either way, we try to you know make it similar. But that's just kind of what it is. But the more I go, the more I realize that yeah, I, yes, I love the stuffing. Yes, I love the turkey. Yes, I love the mashed potatoes. But none of it is anything unless you have the gravy from the turkey drippings. Not like giblet gravy. That stuff's nasty. Just when you make the gravy from, <laughs> from, from the drippings of the turkey, that's the thing. That's what ties it all together to make it exquisite. I'm a simple guy, but I, you know, for me, it's, it's my wife's cranberry relish. She makes this cranberry relish. That's not out of a jar. It's not out of a can. She takes cranberries, oranges, apples, all that. It's really, really good. It's obviously not unhealthy. So it's, it's on the healthy side. So I can put it on everything. I love it. Kids love it. Um, I'll take that over anything else. Dave, what do you think? I'm allergic to cranberries. Oh, good. We'll have you over sometime. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, guys. Hey, I, I, the- I've got to do it though, Jeff. I've got to ask. Do it. No, no tofurkey. No, no. I don't know where you got that from. I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not a <laughs> vegan. I'm I'm like a carnivore. Actually, I eat mostly meat and organs and stuff. But that's a different. I have topic. to ask. What? Have you guys have Have you guys had turducken? No, have I've eaten duck. I've eaten duck and I've eaten turkey, but never together. Well, it's the duck inside the chicken. Right, I know. Turkey. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, but you didn't say you've had chicken. Yeah, I assume you've had chicken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question, um, guys. Wait, was, no, oh, Brian didn't say. Brian, have you ever had? Have you ever had turducken? No, I haven't. Yeah. My my, my wife will never cook a duck because she yeah. had a duck as a pet. Yeah. My my sister got my dad one one time, and uh, so we tried it, and it. It wasn't anything all that special. It it had a rice stuffing, so that kind of made it weird. Other than that, it probably would have been okay. So interesting. Just had to ask. That's okay. That's okay. Let's let's go to and that's funny because of John Madden. You know the the Anyways, so you put the uh, put the main dish aside, and here come the pies. What's your go-to pie on Thanksgiving? Because to me, my go-to pie changes depending on the holiday. Like my Thanksgiving go-to is different than, say, if there's a pie at Christmas time or some other time of the year. Uh, Brian, we'll start with you. Apple. Really? I, okay. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not a big pumpkin pie guy. 
And everybody talks about it. I'll eat it, but I'll never order it. I'll never ask for it, but I'll have it. But if you ever had a caramel, uh, a caramel apple walnut pie, it's pretty amazing. Or just a traditional baked apple. So, what was it? What was it again? Like a caramel apple uh, pecan or walnut pie or something like that. Geez, that's that sounds interesting. I've never had that before. It sounds. It is. You know what? I know where to find one. And uh, maybe about uh, 30 minutes from here, I will grab you one. There'll be <laughs> slices missing, but I'll grab you one. <laughs> uh, Dave, what about you? I am not much of a pie guy. I mean, I'll I'll eat pie. Um, what? That I'm not <laughs> You're upsetting Brian. <laughs> no, I'm, I don't really care for pie. Like the best, though, I, I make it and my brother makes it. So it's always arguing on, on who's going to make it. Is is the upside down pumpkin pie, which isn't really a pie. It's like the pumpkin pie filling, but then on the top, it's basically a yellow cake mix with a ton of butter in it that makes this buttery golden crust on the top that you eat with Cool Whip. Because I'm, I'm not a big, I don't know, big. I mean, honestly, I'd rather have like a graham cracker crust or something like a chocolate pie, graham cracker crust, or cheesecake, but not not much for a pie. But if I had to do one, it would be pumpkin for Thanksgiving. In my house, okay. that's called dump cake. Yep. My wife makes it. It's called dump like cake. Like a pumpkin, like a yeah. pumpkin dump dump yeah. cake almost. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which is basically the same thing. It, it depends on where you get your recipe from. Different people got everything. Some people, you know, the person that gave it to me, they said it's an upside down pumpkin pie. I'm like, I'll say it's a pie, but it's really pumpkin dump cake and it's amazing. It's good. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, for me, pumpkin pie. When I was a kid, I could probably have eaten an entire pumpkin pie. Like, I don't know. There's mm-hmm. something about it. And I don't eat a lot of Cool Whip either. Like some people in the live chat are like, oh, you need all the Cool Whip. I like Cool Whip on it. But honestly, my mom actually has an award-winning pie that she makes. It's a rhubarb custard pie. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's amazing. I mean, it's I, 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 there's no other way. My great-grandmother taught her how to make it. Uh, and my mom does it every year. She's already made them. She sent my brother and I pictures uh, as they get, they're getting ready to travel tomorrow. And so we're like, oh man, there they are. The rhubarb custard pies are out. She already made the pumpkin pies too. So absolutely. You know, the funny thing is pecan pie. I didn't have pecan pie until last year. Mm, good. Last year. And I wasn't impressed. Honestly, <laughs> it's, it's really good. It's not for me. You, not for me. If, if you take the pecans off of it. I don't like the pecans <laughs> on the top. I like the other stuff in the middle of the crust. That's but good. You take the pecans out of the pecan yeah, pie. Well, it's I'm not, I'm not really then it's a pumpkin pie. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's, it's just called pie. sugary stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. There there are two things in this world that I have a mild allergy to, which makes like my throat swell and scratch and stuff. And it's cranberries and pecans. Well, there you go. And we've and we've talked about both of them tonight. Nice. <laughs> All right, I saw someone in the live chat say, "Oh, so this is a cooking show now. Lighten up, okay? No, Come it's on, it's Thanksgiving. Light, light, We're gonna Thanksgiving. have fun. Thanksgiving. Um, any? We'll wait till the. We'll do the end. We'll do that at the end. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some uh, on. I guess this is is it. I didn't. I don't like to see this news, but obviously the news this week was with the Baltimore Ravens uh, testing positive, and to uh, the big names that you need to know. Okay, the players that are definitely out for this week, J.K. Dobbins running back, Mark Ingram running back, Pernell McPhee, is it McPhee? Yeah. Is, yeah, he's in He's in pass rusher, he's out. Um, Brandon Williams, nose tackle, which we weren't sure if he was even going to play because he was injured and missed the last week's game. He's out. They have a practice squad 
player who tested positive and also the third string quarterback, the, the kid from McSorley from Penn state. Um, I think that's it. Am I missing anyone? Dave, well, those are the five positives in the one high risk, all, close contact. Let's just say this hasn't tested positive yet, but this was, you know, uh, they Wolf. didn't practice Tuesday. So these are estimate, but Derek Wolf, the defensive end, both days on the injury report due to illness. So on a short week, you know, I think he's going to be a. I think that's going to could possibly be another, you know, Ant Mac, J. Ron Elliott. Situation. I wonder, Dave, and I'll get your guys' thoughts on this. I wonder if the National Football League has sent out a memo saying, "Look, if you have someone that is that is displaying any type of symptoms, they are not, they're not in the facility, they're not around, and they're probably going to miss a game." At least the Steelers, it looks like that's what they're doing. I'm not yeah. sure. Do you think that's an NFL policy in this new <clears throat> extensive protocol that they're in? Davis, I don't know if it's a policy. I think it might be a, a, a strong recommendation. <clears throat> I mean, after the – why is it suddenly escaping me, the cornerback? Mar- Marlon Humphrey, right? Yeah. Humphrey after this, right after the, the Steelers. The Steelers played him. And even Vance McDonald. You know, they don't want those kind of situations. You knew – when with um, Anthony McFarlane, when he missed due to illness for two days, that he wasn't going to play. Then, but he never ended up with the COVID list. Then Kevin Dotson missed yeah. one day due to illness and has been on the COVID list ever since. So Jay Ron Elliott is still out with an illness. That, he was back today. Oh, okay. Yeah, there he practiced go. today. Yep. Well, all right. What yep. about you, Brian? Do you think the NFL is telling him, "Hey, if they're sick, don't even think about it." Yeah, I think they are. I don't know who all is listening. I, uh, you know, I think inside locker rooms, until you really clamp down, I don't think it's going to be as tight as you're going to see it. Because look, it wasn't tight in Tennessee, and they they didn't even get they got a what a two hundred fifty thousand dollars slap on the wrist or three fifty something like that. So unless someone really clamps down. <clears throat> they're not going to take it completely seriously. I do want to say that um, there was an article that was written. I want to say by NFL.com that the chief medical, I think David Sills is his name. They have been in conversations, the national football league with all these other professional field sports. So we're talking major league soccer. We're talking overseas. We're talking Australian rules, football, rugby, um, Premier League soccer, you name it. If it's outside, they've they've all been talking because all those leagues are still are there. They're playing, okay. And from what I read, there are literally zero. There have been zero cases on any of those sports transmission from one team to the next during during play. Zero. That's the whole notion of it's never caught across the line of scrimmage, right? So because of that, a lot of people are, and this is not just in the live chat. This is on Twitter right now. They're like, well, the Ravens better not get the Steelers, you know, bring it into their locker room. Whether that can happen or not, the the data that they have now says that it's not going to happen. It's why they don't want them congregating at midfield after the game. It's why, and honestly, what I recommend a lot of you doing is if you haven't yet, go to YouTube and just search Chase Claypool. He has his own YouTube channel. And he actually did a video like the day in the life. And it was literally like three, three weeks that he compiled just short little videos and he put them all together for a YouTube video. And you get a good glimpse of what life is like for these players. They're not in the facility that much anymore. They literally only go in for practice, treatment, workouts. That's it. 
They're not hanging around in the cafeteria. They're getting their food and they're leaving. They're not sitting in their stalls often together um, unless they're doing some type of, you know, hey, you have a Zoom call with the media. You need to sit down here. They don't have a lot of this stuff going on. Cam Hayward spoke to the media today and said that, honestly, he said, we used to play spike ball in the locker room. We can't even do that anymore. They were talking about bringing cornhole boards because they stand so saying, far away. <laughs> they, yeah, and they're saying that they're not even sure if they can do that. He goes, "We might have to just play a fierce game of words with friends." I mean, <laughs> <they're> trying, <laughs> you missed that today, Brian. That was a great quote. <laughs> they're trying to get, uh, they're trying to get the cohesiveness of the locker room in the National Football League, and rightfully so. Yeah. Rightfully so. The NFL is saying, "Look, we need to get this season in. Like, we need to get this season in, and we need to do whatever it takes to get there." So. Um, I'm not sure, you know, this is, this is a tough thing and the NFL is going to have to figure out if the, if the Ravens have an issue if tomorrow, um, they have more positive cases and they decide to delay the game, which is a possibility. Okay. I'm not saying it's a strong possibility. It is a possibility that we find out on Wednesday that they bump the game back to maybe Saturday or something like, or maybe even later than that. I don't know. The Steelers would be rightfully furious if they did that absolutely furious on multiple levels. I'm trying to find Tony Defio. There it is. Okay. Someone had it. <laughs> I had it ready. Good. Hi, Tony from craft and PA here. Do you guys think there's any way Thursday's game gets canceled at this late stage? I think there is still a chance that it does get postponed. I, I think chance. there is chance. Uh, Put a number on it, Jeff. I would say the percentage chance is I'll put it at 35%. Oh, that's right. Dave, what do you think? I was going to say 30 or 40, so I would have settled on 35%. <laughs> I almost would have said 33%, you know, one in three. So that's a good one. Brian, what do you think about the percentage? Would you say it's a good chance in your mind? I'm going with 70%. Whoa. Yep. All right. <laughs> And do you all agree that the Steelers would have every reason to be pissed off if it does get moved? Dude, I did I just say dude. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I I put this out there before. Not only would the NFL take away their bye week, they would take their mini bye. They yeah. would, you know, this is if they play on Thursday, they get a, that this. The Steelers have had to look at this coming up as their real their their best chance at a somewhat of a bye week following the Thursday game until they come back. That's going to be more of a bye week than what they actually got during their bye week. So now if they've already started to prep and then they'll have to continue to prep and and not get that extra time in between, I mean, that's just now. And the biggest reason I don't think so is no other – I mean, they've got to keep this game with NBC. This is going to be their biggest moneymaker of the year. And no better time is going to get them more viewers than Thanksgiving night. Not Saturday night, not Monday night, not whatever they have to – whatever they would decide to do. That's going to get them the most viewers. They're, they're, they will fight tooth, tooth and nail to not move this game. The only way they will is if they have no other option or else it's not going to be played. What about you, Brian? If Lamar Jackson goes down, this game's done. I'm telling you. They will yeah. not they will not play this game without Lamar Jackson. He, the NFL walks a fine line there between television ratings and then just playing the game the way it should be played. John Knox puts two dollars in the tip chart. He says taking draft picks away will get teams' attention. I think personally, if you have what's deemed a 
an outbreak and they would have to define that in their own terms, the NFL should do an investigation and they should figure out how in the world does this happen? Because if they, if the protocols they've put forth are good enough, then it shouldn't matter. They, you know, so we'll see. Dave, go ahead. And the Ravens are not one of those teams that were in the, that started the intense protocol on Saturday. They were like right. the Steelers. They've been in them for, for weeks. So the thing is, if I was saying this to Jeff before, if, the only person with the contact tracing that they deemed to be high risk was Brandon Williams. Other players should not be showing up positive unless they're getting together outside of the facility, which is prohibited in the intense protocol. Yeah. So, or they are getting these cases just from the community. That's what it's going to really ultimately figure out. Well, and it was said early on in this, training camp even that the most disciplined team might be the team that has the best shot at winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because let's say this game is played on Thursday, Brian, and let's say that Lamar does play, but they're out two running backs. They're out a pass rusher. They're out their best run stopper. Calais Campbell might not play the Ravens. I'm not saying they can't win with that lineup, but they're decimated, decimated. And Grayson Brown, who puts $5 in the tip jar says NFL would lose too much money. If the game gets canceled COVID and all, I don't see it, to be honest. Oh, well, Ravens, welcome to the COVID schedule club. <laughs> Steelers are the uh, – I think they're uh, charter members of that club, by the way. Go ahead, Brian. So, Grayson, I saw your comment, and I was thinking about this even before you put it up. Actually, no. They don't lose too much money out of this because if they start canceling games and they have to go ahead and, like they said, they add an eighth playoff team, what that – could possibly do and Dave and I have gone back and forth on this a little bit just because it has not been clear what they could do but I have heard the possibility of going back to the 1982 style tournament schedule one through eight and nobody gets a buy that gives you an extra game and the NFL if they have a chance to get an extra week on here or an after get an extra couple playoff games they make even more money so that's why my tinfoil hat's on because I just think the NFL would take this and make it a chance to make some money out of it. Being a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the thought of having, you know, right now they're vying for not just not the AFC North, they're vying for the number one seed. And right now, when you look at the playoff system and there's only one buy, and then all of a sudden, if they go to eight teams and all of a sudden, let's say I, I haven't seen the breakdown. And if it's out there, I apologize because I should know, know this. But if the eight team is like you said, and everyone plays, there's no buys. Holy cow, that would be deflating. That would Absolutely. be unbelievably deflating. And so the National Football League has a lot of tough decisions to go through. And we're going to find out on Wednesday whether this game is going to be played or not because Baltimore's scheduled to tra to travel on Wednesday to Pittsburgh. They're going to have to have a decision made before they get on a plane from BWI in Baltimore and head to Pittsburgh International Airport. Go ahead, Dave. Something I brought up before, just to make sure, because I want to reiterate because it came up, the biggest thing that I say about them not giving a team a bye is if that forces a team to have two or three weeks without playing at all. That's actually a disadvantage. Now, but like Brian also says, that means that's one more game you have to win along the way. And so I could kind of see it both ways. I want to bring up something because this was brought up in our Slack channel uh, before this was someone, um, a comment that said black gold goggles and said Campbell was ruled out with a calf injury. That was a report on ESPN that Campbell had been ruled out. Everything from the Ravens themselves 
and from what Coach Harbaugh said, hadn't definitely ruled him out, but they they weren't necessarily expecting him to play. Do you guys, Brian or Jeff, do you know anything deeper on that front? I, I only know what the Ravens have put out on their injury report, and yeah. they still have him as – he hasn't practiced this week, but they haven't practiced this week. Yeah. It's all been the, well, if we were to practice – then he wouldn't have practiced. Yeah, I don't know what to think, Brian. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it it's been hush hush, and now they really don't have to uh, do way too much on this. But the thing about it is, if he was he was limited before, and they uh, they feel that he has an injury, it's going to be pretty tough to uh, to see him in there. But you just never know with this team. This team is. Harbs is very Belichickian in the fact where he will uh, he'll skirt the line and he'll do whatever whatever he can to try to confuse you up into the very end. Wang, he's a Wang. That's why Absolutely. he's a Wang. Okay, um, let's do it this way. What I decided to do is I you know the, the Steelers played the the Ravens in Week Eight. Am I right? Yes, guys. Yes, Week Eight. So they've played three games since then. And so I went back and you can hear a lot of these numbers on my let's ride podcast on Wednesday morning. Cause that's why I compiled these numbers for, and I was like, I want to look at these three games. Cause I mean, this is a league of what have you done for me lately? And it's more along the lines of who's performing well. Well, if the Ravens are going to be shorthanded this week, and we know that they are going to be shorthanded in, in a lot of ways in terms of no, missing two running backs, et cetera. Well, this game comes comes down to one player, and Brian, you already named him. You said if he goes down, they're not playing. That's Lamar Jackson. They're going to go as Lamar Jackson goes, and he hasn't been going great. That's why they've been struggling. One thing I didn't realize, did you, and I said I made this mistake. I said 4-0 on the air on my Let's Ride. Did you know they're 4-1 on the road this year? They've only lost one game on the road, and that was in New England. I thought that was pretty impressive because mm-hmm. most of the time, they're rock solid at home at M&T Bank, and you get them on the road. That's when you beat them at – they're doing pretty well on the roads. Keep that in mind. So in the three games that they played, two of them were on the road. They went at Indianapolis, at New England, and they hosted the Tennessee Titans last Sunday. They beat the Indianapolis Colts 24 to 10. They lose to New England 23 to 17 in a torrential downpour. And then they lose to Tennessee 30 to 24 in overtime. We know that we talked about that. Lamar Jackson in the game against Indy went 19 for 23 for 170, passing, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Against New England, 24 for 34, 249, two touchdowns, one interception. Against Tennessee, 17 of 29, 186, one touchdown and one interception. Now running the ball, the first game, Indy, 13 carries, 58 yards and a touchdown. The second game against New England, 11 carries, 55 yards. The game against Tennessee, 13 carries, 51 yards. They went one and two in that stress stretch, and here's their averages. Lamar Jackson, during that time, he averaged 28 attempts per game, 201 yards, 12.3 running carries, rushing attempts with for 54.6 yards. Their offense during these three games have averaged 21.6 points per game. Their defense has given up 21 points per game during these three games. So take that for what it's worth, guys. When you hear those numbers, what are you thinking? Brian, we'll start with you. Well, what I'm thinking is that the National Football League has caught on to Lamar Jackson's game. There is enough of a sample size there. You can prepare for him so much more. You kind of know what to take away now with him. He has not changed. He is still the tremendous athlete he's always been. Athlete, 
bar none the best. Passer, not so much. So what I'm thinking with Lamar is people are figuring him out. And maybe the Steelers found a way to expose him a little bit more because those games you're talking about have been since the Steelers play them. So I would give credit to the Steelers. Let me ask you this, Brian, before I throw it over to Dave. You think Lamar Jackson is good enough in Pittsburgh against that defense to say, put him on my shoulders, I'm going to go out and win this game for you. No Ingram, no Dobbins, doesn't matter. I got it. You think he's still that good? He's that good, but he needs that he needs that supporting cast. And without that supporting cast, he's going to struggle because there's no element of surprise bringing out, you know, they didn't have Ingram the other day. I mean, the other week when they played him in week eight. Yeah. They didn't have him. But you had that change of pace with Dobbins coming in. You had you had Gus Edwards, and then you throw in, oh my gosh, Lamar might run. Now you don't have that. You basically have Lamar and Gus, and that's it. And it's not as hard to figure out. So he needs that because he can't pass without these guys. All right. Dave Schofield, thoughts on those numbers? Anything stick out like a sore thumb? Yeah, the fact that their least amount of offensive output in the yards department is the one game since the bye that they've won. If you just look at their four games, you know, include the Steeler game since their bye, they're one and three against Indianapolis. And then, yeah, against Indianapolis, they didn't even they 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 didn't get the three hundred yards. The defense and, scored points that game. Yeah, and and that's the thing because even defensively, they it's this it's the it's the second, mo you know it, it it's like the second most yards they 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 gave up on defense. So it's not even like they shut them down defensively. They did get, you know, they they got two takeaways on that one, but that's basically the difference there. They um I I don't know. I mean, but 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 I mean, think about it. If you look at that traditionally before the season started, you were probably going to look and see that that was probably their their toughest stretch of games, including the following week when they play on Thursday against the Cowboys, but you know, that's not what it was you know, now that the season started with no Dak Prescott, this is just, it's, it's very interesting with this team. This is not your typical team when it comes to these kinds of stats and, and, and things of that sort. I, I don't really know what's going on with them. I really don't. When you look at the numbers, it's very inconsistent. I mean, you, people want to talk about the Steelers inconsistencies. No, the Ravens inconsistencies are, are the Steelers times 10. Um, because you just don't know what you're going to get. And I don't think that's, I think that's the biggest issue that Ravens fans, we live in Maryland, that the Ravens fans have with this team, this offense, and with Lamar Jackson is that it's just so inconsistent. And it's because when you look at some of these games, um, for instance, the, I believe it was the Indianapolis game and the New England game, 58 yards and 55 yards by Lamar Jackson led the Ravens in rushing in those games. They're not running the ball like they were last year where they averaged over 200 yards a game. That's a big thing. So No Marshall Yonda. Good point. Very good point. And now they're even down even more with Ryan yeah, Stanley done. And yeah. And I think one of their linemen has been on the injured list. Or not the, the injury report. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they lost two against the Steelers. Yeah. They lost two starters against the Steelers. So if you noted, I mean, and then look what's happened since then. They've gone one and two. Yeah. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, after the, first off, if you're on YouTube, don't go anywhere because we're not going anywhere. But if you're on the audio side, you're going to head over to part two on the podcast platform. We'll be back to talk X-Factors, predictions, bold predictions, bougie. And we'll talk about <laughs> more Thanksgiving stuff, I'm sure. So we'll be right back. 